consider this Hosted by Nikki June, yeah, we got it poppin' Consider this, celebrity news and talking the hottest topics Have a minute with me, this is the show that you really need So entertaining, plenty energy, we got it hype, you better believe Yeah, yeah, hey Nikki, she gives her opinion Come check it out, you will wanna listen Don't wanna miss it, make sure you tune in Go tell your mama, your auntie, your friend Yeah, yeah, get it hype, get lit uh, It's time for Consider This God, when I was alone and had nothing, I asked for a friend to help me bear the pain. No one came except God. When I needed a breath to rise from my sleep, no one could help me except God. When all I saw was sadness and I needed answers, no one heard me except God. So when I'm asked who I give my unconditional love to, look for no other name except God. I am Audrey Jackson. I'm Greg Jackson. On February 19th at 4 a.m., a gun was used to take my son from me. You know him as Pop Smoke. We call him Char. Because of gun violence, I'll never see my son run up the front of our steps, taking them two at a time. He won't ever take my hands again and dance with me. He won't come into my room and muscle pose in the mirror. Gun violence destroys families. It must stop. Happy, happy Sunday, good people. I am your girl, Nikki June. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. I pray that you did something for someone else outside of yourself this week. And I hope you didn't die or have a heat stroke because it was just crazy this week. I swear it was the devil sitting on Good Hope Road um, yesterday, but I told him to leave me alone. So me and Coco was okay when we went for a walk. <laughs> Today we have an amazing show. As usual, I say it every Sunday. That's because it's facts, okay? We have two amazing... Well, you guys are not millennials. We got to find out what your generation is called. But we have two amazing chocolate chocolate girls young ladies in the building the live to love family is here it's actually a takeover because we're playing the whole ep album dad is this the ep or album bunch of singles um we're playing all the singles today so i hope you guys are going to enjoy it now listen no matter if you have an obama phone sprint metro pcs even that smart link phone for 55 and older you can call for free okay the number here is 703-560-8255 i need you to call in and congratulate these young ladies for believing in themselves and chasing their dreams we complain when the kids ain't doing nothing, but we need to celebrate them as well when they are doing something. So what are you guys waiting for, okay? Now, we're going to follow and have manners. Only call while the music is not playing, okay? Don't be calling up here in the middle of summer is my vibe thinking that you're about to talk to them. You cannot. So you only can call when the music is not playing, and they are going to be ready to take the calls. Correct, ladies? 
Yes, they're going to be ready. We're, they're going to warm up. We're, we're getting them warm right now, okay? <laughs> right now, though, we are getting ready to get into one of the singles that we have, which is Summer Is My Vibe. It fits so perfectly because it was hot these last couple of days. I can say today is a little milder. Um, not too much sweating going on. But we'll be back right after this. Don't you guys go anywhere. Consider this radio. good people we are back i am your girl nikki june you are tuned in to consider this radio only on webr radio fairfax and like i said before the break we definitely have an amazing show today we have two young ladies that are out here doing their thing okay chasing dreams and actually changing lives with their message each and every time so we're going to introduce you to the live to love family with lena mama and viva diva is in the building how are you ladies doing Good. Yeah, we're doing good. Good. I'm excited. Good. I'm excited to get to learn more about you. Um, why don't you give a brief description of who you are? So normally I tell people to give me three words that describe them. 
Um, I never asked a teenager that before, so I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to push the envelope, okay? Can you name three words that either describe each of you individually or as a group? How do you want to do it? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. So I'm more of a, like, hyper. Um, that's the first word. So <laughs> the second word is mostly, like, aggressive a little bit, like when I'm on the mic. Yeah. But not in real life. But um and then the third one is probably Hmm. What do you think the third one is? No, I want you to tell me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh yeah, we're gonna challenge each other today. I want you to figure it out. If you don't got your third one right now, we can go to Lena Mama and she can tell us her three. Uh okay. I think the last one is like happy. Yeah. 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 Okay, so me, I would describe myself as um, aggressive when I'm on the mic, but not in real life. Funny and caring. Great, great. So how did you all, well, clearly you're sisters, so we know how you met each other, right? (laughs) (laughs) That was an easy answer. But how did you all form a group? Like, what made you want to enter the hip-hop game? Well, at first... um we did like little jingles, right? And then we're like, hey, we can actually use something for this. And so our first, I guess, video and song was Aldi. It was like a ad kind of for Aldi since we shot there. And then after that, we're like, okay, we actually got something. So let's, you know, do more songs. And so now we're here. Mm-hmm. And um, if you guys are wondering if Aldi accepted it, they didn't. But that didn't stop us, so we just kept continuing yeah. to make songs. Yeah. Yeah. So who are you who are some of your influences um when it comes to music? It doesn't have to be rap, but like who do you just listen to in the house? Um, for me I listen to rap because well I just feel like it's more fun. I like listening it listening to. It. I have a lot of rappers that I like listening to. And it's like the positive ones, obviously. So mm-hmm. So and who do you like? Um, I like No Big Deal, uh, KB, 1K Few, and, um, I kind of like, uh, what's his name? Trip Lee, only a little bit, but, yeah, and Andy Minio, too, but I don't really listen to him. Okay. And me, well, I listen to, like, uh, a couple of genres of music, like, 70s and 80s music, and then, like, rap music, like she said, and the pe- she already listed the people I listen to, because we both l- listen to it, and um, some of the people I listen to are, um, like, Bob Marley songs, mm-hmm. and uh, Outkast, and, uh, what's his name? No, we that created um just the two of us. Wait, what's his name? Wait. <laughs> oh, Will Smith? Not Will no, Smith. no, no, no. Um, oh. oh, I don't even know his name. Oh, it's not Bill, the original. Bill Withers. Bill Withers. Bill Withers and like other artists like that. So yeah, yeah. I'm just a very calm person that likes all genres of music. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I listen to like lots of music, it kind of gives me ideas of how to switch up mm-hmm. like our music. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so outside of the Aldi song, what were some of your other newer songs that you had? Um, well, older songs. Oh, well, we had, I think after we did Aldi, we, we did, did Cream, Cream of the, the Crop, and then... We did Planned Event, I think. Was that yeah. the last one? Yeah, it was. Planned Event, and then Injustice. And then... Um, 
What happened we after that? We did Trolley Next? No. We no, we did. Tro- you did do Trolley. Okay, so we did Trolley Next, and then we did Raggedy, and then we did No Caps, right? Yeah, oh, no. but we did Summer's My Vibe, too. Yeah, we did Summer's okay. My Vibe, too. Yeah. So how long have you all decided to make it a career? Um, how long ago was the Audi song? That was, like, um, four years. Oh, okay. Probably, yeah. Like no, since what, we, I, I think it was wait. two years. Two years and a half. Two Sorry. years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> two years and a half. Two years and a half. Yeah. Oh, well, cool. What is your writing process? Um... Our writing process, we kind of just all work together to write. Yeah. And so, like, if we're if, like, if we're writing something, uh, my dad will help will help us out. Mm-hmm. Well, our dad will help us out and like suggest some yeah, things that we can put in there. Yeah, you did say my dad. Sorry, <laughs> Liana. <But> yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. It's like he's mine. <laughs> but and our mom also suggests like they all we all help out. Yeah. yeah, it's better to keep it in house, supposed to you know taking it out of house because it kind of keeps you grounded, centered, and present in a sense, right? Opposed yeah. to someone else being your actual voice that doesn't know you and could have some kind of influence on you. Yeah. Um. So with you all being able to do that, how do you feel about being girls in a rap game? Um, I feel like we're different, and I think it will help other little girls that are our age and younger be able to, I guess. Um, explore, I guess, different things because we're doing a different thing because you don't see two young girls doing this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think we're, I think we'll we'll inspire little girls to do different stuff. I also think stuff. we're different too, and in the sense of like when, like, before like this era, there used to be a lot of female rappers like groups, but now like we don't get that much, I guess, recognition. So us to be doing this kind of brings up a new also a new genre of music of how we're doing it like positive hip-hop so that everyone can listen to it and just us being girls actually just you know makes it better mm-hmm. <laughs> well not better than anyone else but um in a sense of something new that's brought to the table right what are some of your challenges when creating music? Do you feel like a song could be too much? Or are you worried about how the song is received? Do you just do it for yourself? Or are you, um, like, interested in the feedback that you get from your music? Um, I think that, it's like, sometimes I can be uncomfortable with the song because I don't know how the crowd, if we perform it, how they're going to act to it. They either are going to vibe to it or they're just going to, like, don't know how to feel. And, like, in those senses, you kind of have to take a risk about how, like, taking a risk on are you going to actually perform this song? Are you going to actually upload it to all streaming platforms? And mm-hmm. I also think um, what you were saying about, like, how people take it. Because some people, there's some people that when they listen to music, they might not really listen to the message. Yeah. And they, they could take it as an offense. So it's really important that they listen to the lyrics and actually, you know, try to figure out what we're saying or we actually tell them what it's about because yeah. people some people I know that there's songs that people can get offended by that they shouldn't really be offended by because they don't really know what it means yeah mm-hmm. so and yeah. when you receive that feedback does it make you feel some kind of way do you just brush it off or how do you deal um, with it well I think I think that if someone didn't like our song well that's just one person mm-hmm I mean, you shouldn't let one person just say, oh, I got to stop doing this because they said no. <laughs> no. It's just one person. They didn't like the song. You just keep on going. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of your songs they'll like, but just because of that song doesn't mean you have to say, uh, now I have to make another song. 
and everyone's different so you can't just like not everyone's the same not everybody likes the same thing so you kind of just have to understand that not everybody's gonna like you and not everybody is gonna like what you create and some people are gonna be jealous of you so they just want to hate on you for no reason so yeah it's kind of yeah not ask the question because oftentimes you see artists start out one way and then because of the influence the feedback you know their music change yeah so i just wanted to know you know at this stage you know life happens and experiences can change you know and derail you but i just wanted to know especially where you were at you know right now so that's good that you don't really care i'm not going to say don't care but you know don't care about the feedback for real you know (laughs) it is for who it is for and it's not for who it's not right yeah and i feel like people are uber sensitive these days anyway where you could say the smallest thing and it's like oh my god you're a racist or you're a colorist or you're a sexist and it's like no that's just an opinion yeah and um I, i hope we can get out of this because it's just weird um now i know your black family song the black family song how do you what makes you want to put out socially conscious music because you can have positive music and not socially conscious music so what makes you want to be socially conscious as well um well i think we made the song i guess i guess at the time we really felt that this is a song that we should do and i think i don't don't know how to I think a better way to put it is that we made the song on the black family, but it's not specific. Well, it is towards like the black family and black people, but it's for like all the families because there's different races that been through different things. So don't because. Sorry. (laughs) Well, what she's basically saying is that black family is about the uh, what's it called? Just the history. Yeah, the behind. history of what happened to the black family. We're trying to keep the black family together. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's something that you can speak on. And I think just because you're pro-black doesn't mean that you don't care about other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You can stand in your blackness and not have to be uh, apologetic for it, as long as you're not being ne- necessarily nasty to someone mm-hmm. else. But I do think that it's very important for us to talk about these things and also act on these things whichever way that you know you can make a difference in it so this song is one way that you can make a difference in it now i definitely want to know who made y'all mad with trolling it's like you almost went to school one day and somebody made you mad <laughs> it's like i'm about to write a song <laughs> so okay so this so my dad um we he's on since we have an instagram account we can't control it because we're not old enough but this little kid he said he had like a voicemail and he's like your girls are pretty pretty ugly mm-hmm. and so personally for me that didn't really hurt me because i'm like i know i'm not ugly but we decided to turn this to into a song because we realized that kids are very mean and some kids are Super. not like us <laughs> that can like actually take it they're kind of sensitive and they can hurt it can hurt them really bad to the point that they can be depressed Mm -hmm. just because of that one comment so we decided to turn this into a song so that people won't feel um yeah hurt yeah to uplift them to realize that they're just saying that because of you they're just jealous because you're progressing while they're just staying in the same place. Mm-hmm. And bullying can have lots of different, you know, roads. Some oh, wait, people... wait, wait. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but, but for you, can you describe trolling? 
Um, Trolley is basically a song trying to uplift um, kids around the world who may have experienced bullying yeah. or just to do something about it when they see bullying. And it's basically trying us spreading the word of just trying to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the truth about them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to talk about bullying, so I'm glad you brought it up. But I definitely want to talk about um, bullying and colorism because even though it was relevant when I was growing up, it didn't have a title, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, last three years, it seemed like everything has a title these days. So, <laughs> But I definitely want to talk about your experience with it because I always share mine with people, you know, being a brown girl. So I want to hear your experience about it and bullying. And I do appreciate, Lena Mama, that you mentioned that there are many levels to it. And that's facts. So we can definitely tap into that before we come back. And then we're going to have fun later and talk about some trending topics, too, (laughs) like what's going on in the world, Um, especially with the Sesame Place thing. Unfortunately, I never took my daughter to Sesame Place. I'm not quite sure why we never went, but maybe this is why. I don't know. (laughs) So I didn't end up in jail because of Big Bird. I don't know. Um, but you guys want to go ahead and introduce Trolley? Uh, yeah. So, uh, this is Trolley, and, uh... I hope you guys like it. Yeah. Your daughters are so pretty. Your daughters are so pretty. Pretty ugly. Pretty ugly. Pretty ugly. Pretty ugly. What you crying for? What you want for? Stop that crime. 
Drugs would make you cool. would make you cool. They lied. Find out the truth about drugs. Drugfreeworld.org Yo, yo, this is DJ Bob. You rocking with Consider This. Consider that. Let's get it. good people we are back you are tuned in to consider this radio and that was loud um <laughs> only on webr radio fairfax i am your girl nikki june and we have the live to love family in the building and right now i definitely want to chime in on bullying um because it's a lot of that going on um and i know it feels like for me, it feels like everything is inflated due to social media, right? Because yes. we're not going to act like bullying just started <laughs> when social media started. We know that that's a lie. But because we actually have the world in our hand and you're seeing stuff all the time and things are going viral, it just feels like it's just a deeper conversation that needs to be had. And I feel like the kids and adults because there's a lot of adult bullying as well but i feel like with the kids the conversation has to come from them um i also have an after school program and i'm not one of those people that believe that parents got all the answers like because we don't um and no matter how close in age you are with your child you still life is still different for them opposed to it was for you and their reasonings are completely different opposed to what you know you may have felt so the definition of bullying, because I like to do a couple of facts before I just start being Oprah Winfrey and giving all of my opinions, okay? <laughs> so um, bullying is an unwanted aggressive behavior among school-age children, I'm going to add, and adults, mm -hmm. that involves a real or perceived power imbalance, okay? It's a couple of types of bullying. Um, they say it's verbal bullying, social bullying, physical bullying, and with adults, there is financial bullying, okay? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have two adults and one can make more money and use that against the other. Mm -hmm. So that should be labeled as a part of bullying as well. Um, they are saying that the most bullying happens on the internet, and I do agree with that as well. 22% um, of students ages between 12 and 18 states that they receive bullying. 
um, on a day-to-day basis. And then 19.5% of students in grades 9 through 12 report bullying on school property, um, has reported bullying on school property in the last 12 months. So <clears throat> the one thing I, I will say about bullying is at one point it was just like Jonah, right? So you just say, oh, you know, your hair is ugly, you know, your mama this, your daddy that, you're so poor this, whatever. And But now as an adult, that's actually abuse. Um, you know, teasing someone because of their lack of. And I feel as though as a culture and as a community, we do kind of got to get away, you know, from that. Especially the younger you are because you already have so many things that you are influenced by in your home, the society, whether you're in school. I don't think that there's ever going to be an end to it. Um, but it definitely is something that needs to happen. Like the those conversations need to start happening that the Jonan is still emotionally, uh, it's emotional abuse. And some people can't handle it and some people can. So for you guys... Um, have you well I'll go I've never experienced bullying or maybe I just didn't feel like I was bullied um and when we get to the colorism piece I will you know share my journey with that but I've always was that the person at school that will fight somebody else for picking on somebody I just never I I have always been like that since a child I don't know why well hindsight I think it's because my mother was sick a lot when I was younger so I felt like she was weak and maybe I didn't want people to pick on her. So I just always felt like because I had the strength that I should be able to protect others. As an adult, I think that that's where it came from. But um, as a child, I would always do that. Get in trouble because I'm taking up for Lily or something and it's not even my business. So how do you guys feel about bullying? Have you experienced bullying? Um, well, clearly trolley, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer my own questions. <laughs> well, I mean... Since I started middle school, it's it was because you're going from elementary school to middle school, a whole new environment. It's not like elementary school at all. It's so different. So I think when I was just starting, I was trying to just get used to it. What I learned is that you have to like what I learned throughout is that kids are very rude. And if you share something special about you they will not like you for it. They'll start, you know, saying stuff like, oh my gosh. Like, once I shared that I was a rapper, because I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Like, I was like, I think people would, like, I just thought it was really cool at the moment. I didn't really think it through. But once I shared that, people were, I started seeing a change, because people were starting to be mean to me for no reason. And I was a really nice person. And at school, I can't really... I feel like I'm a little too nice. That I can't stand up for myself a little bit, which I really need to work on. But that's not the point. Um, the point is, is that when people see you progressing, they don't like to see you progressing because they're in the same place. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I got. I think it was a little bit of bullying, not extreme, but it kind of sometimes it did make me cry. Yeah. But I still I didn't I just brushed it off and said, you know what. You're just going to keep moving on, and you can start over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, um, well, I don't really call it bullying, more like teasing, because I'm like the type of person in school that will help people out, even though they're mean mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. I don't know why I do that. But like, if they need help with their work, 
I'm nice to them. And sometimes what I've been seeing happening, uh, what I've seen that's happening is that as I'm nice to them, they start to feel sorry that they're being mean to me. So then they kind of just stop. And I'm like, it's not like I become friends with them. Like I still like have my friends and stuff. But yeah, I never really experienced, I guess it was just kind of teasing like people talking about me or something. And I never, I never told, well, I have told my friends that I do rap, but like, it isn't that they don't care. It's kind of, well, some of my friends are interested. It's just kind of like awkwardness. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I haven't really experienced like bad bullying. It's more like teasing or something. So yeah. yeah. But when I think about it, um, when I think about a time, I remember I was in class and I was just minding my business. And this boy comes over to me and just, well, actually, you we were outside because it was a fire drill. And he was just, like, literally picking on me for no reason. I was minding my own business. But he was picking on me, saying about something about my pants and what I was wearing and then my hair. And I didn't really feel anything. I just started laughing because it was funny. It's like, why are you coming over here? I'm minding my own business. And you're just calling me that. And I'm like, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he started doing it again, and then I started getting tired of it. But I did tell the teacher, but sometimes you just have to handle stuff yourself. Mm-hmm. So he ended up, I guess, getting out of school or something. I'm not sure what happened, but yeah. And at your school overall, when I watch like some of the family-friendly movies and they're like at school and this it just seems so extreme. I'm like, I've never seen that like in real life yeah. before. So does that, well, clearly we know it happens with the school shootings, right? That's why these kids are coming back into schools with the guns. So clearly in some places, yeah. it is that extreme. That was never my experience. But at your school, is it like blatant bullying or is it just people just picking all of the time and it's kind of like that? I mean, my school, it's like, there's like, like the popular kids, the popular bad kids, mostly. And then the kids that just mind their business, like me, and like just make friends. But I think the teasing, I think everybody just keeps to themselves. But if you're like, if you're, I guess, different in a sense, then I guess you'll pick on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, my school, it's, it's not like hers. Like, it's actually pretty calm at my school. Oh, wait a minute. So how old are you guys? I'm 13. I'm 11. Okay, so 6th or 7th grade? Uh, I'm going to 8th grade. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> what grade are you in? Uh, I'm going to 6th grade. Okay, so you're going to 6th and you're going to 8th. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all will be in the same school next year, right? Or does Virginia not do that? Uh, No. no. Yeah, I like that better. <laughs> so middle school for you guys are 7 and 8. Yeah. I like that so much better. D.C., some of our schools starts at 6th. Most of them start 6th, 7th, and 8th is middle school. Yeah, Can you right. imagine? Yeah. That's traumatizing, yeah. to be honest. And Because we started pre-K, too. Like, my daughter went to school at 3. She was in pre-K at 3. Year, or they called it something else. And then 4th grade was pre-K, then 5th grade. But yeah. in D.C., if they're party trained, they can go to school at 3. And they're in school all day. So just imagine... You know, of course, if you went to daycare before, you're used to all of the people in your class. But just think about the building. 
Like, that has to be a lot. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, Yeah, but I totally understand. I also agree that maybe it shouldn't be like that. And I feel like the younger the people are, like, not younger the people are, but, like, when you go in sixth grade and they put that in middle school, middle school is also a big place, and there's lots of different people there. So it's kind of, I feel like them being at the age they are, like, if I went into middle school next year, I think I would probably have bullying issues because there's much more older people and yeah. I think they should stay at the base where it's just a one year older difference. Yeah. I agree too. I I don't know when it I believe it's been like you know, since my daughter at the very least. But I know when I went to school, seventh and eighth grade was middle school. It wasn't sixth grade. Yeah. So I don't um I don't like that. How do you feel about that, Dad? Could you imagine uh, them doing that? When no, I, when you I went to middle school were you seventh eighth yeah, seventh that's how it was when grade. I was and it was a lot of bullying. So yeah. But it, you know, I I think that bullying hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know, I think when when you teach kids at a young age to identify what bullying is and to talk to your kids, uh, I think that helps them out in terms of how how to deal with it and how to manage it because it's never going to stop. You did know? you deal with bullying in school? I did. <laughs> so people were bullying you. They were trying to bully me. That okay. I mean, it, it happened for a couple of years, uh, but uh, as soon as I you know, I when I went to school, it was a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, back then, it wasn't abnormal to fight so much in, in school. That it wasn't you wouldn't see shootings mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so I had to fight my way to stop being bullied. And that was my error, mm-hmm. uh, just to quit. You know, stop the bullying. And after I did that, and obviously, and you have to be careful when you go that route because sometimes you become the bully. So you have to manage it in a certain That's way. Facts. So, yeah. That's facts. Like, I just never, I, I don't know why, but I, it never just happened to me directly. And oddly enough, even though a lot of people didn't like me in high school, I was still popular, which is so weird. Like, <laughs> I won a superlative, and I didn't even know that many people would vote for me, you know, because I didn't have a lot of friends. I've always been, like, the... You know, the go-to for the bullying, but I just never liked dealing with a rack of people. So, I yeah. never had, like, a huge... Well, I did have a probably a bigger circle than I ever did in high school. But I was like, oh, my God, I won? I didn't even know you guys <laughs> liked me. It was just so weird because they, I knew for a fact they didn't like me. But I guess you can't stop greatness, honey. So, you still had to vote either way. <laughs> um, but when we had talked offline, Jimmy... Yes. Okay, at least I got his name right. And pronounce your name again for me. My stage name? Yes. Lana Mama. Okay, so I was calling her Lena, okay, and off air, you know, her dad was like, you know, you should correct her. And I was like, yes, you should. At the end of the day, your name and what you put out into this universe is all you have. And if people are pronouncing your name wrong, that is an issue. Lana Mama, okay? And if I, if I mess up again, be like, no, it's Lana Mama, not Lena. Please stop calling me Lena. We don't even know who Lena is. So we want to make sure of that. But um, we did talk off air. And that's what I was saying about being a younger parent, right? Because when you're young and somebody's bullying your children and you're unhealed, okay, <laughs> you <laughs> might go fight the children yourself. You know, we've been seeing that a lot lately um, with the parents fighting children. And my daughter is the only child on both sides. Today I wouldn't. I have too many things to lose yes, right. but when i was younger oh i would pop up at the school all the time one that's my only child and y'all not gonna jump her you know there's a lot of jumping that happens mm-hmm. in urban communities and we're not gonna do that so 
that's why you need to be older when you have children. Like, I tell people that all the time. Wait till you get your healing together before you raise somebody else. Because at the end of the day, the children are a direct reflection of their household. Um, I believe it's a, a firm foundation for character. Now, with the personality, they are going to, you know, have their own pieces of them. But your character comes from the house. And if you're... Um, broken as I was and angry as I was, that's what you create. So you have to be careful about that. And we have to heal as a community. And it's a hard pill to swallow to know, you know, that you did this wrong or you did that wrong. Mm-hmm. But it is okay. It's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I've definitely been preaching that a lot in the community. Like, y'all need to stop having these children and heal yourself, okay? Because <laughs> we are raising terrorists. <laughs> like, <laughs> legit terrorists. That's a fact. We are raising legit terrorists. And I was a part of that. I mean, she didn't kill nobody, but... <laughs> She's still a mess, okay? Um, I want to tap into a little bit um, of colorism, right? Again, like I said, we, I never knew this word before COVID. Because um, I think even with Chris Rock movie, when he talked about hair, I don't remember if they even mentioned colorism in that movie. So I feel like this is a new term. Maybe it's just new to me and new to my circle because I never heard anybody say, oh, I'm they're colorists what is that so the definition of what colorist is is colorism is the practice of favoring lighter skin over darker skin the preference for lighter skin can be seen within any racial or ethnic background so let's be very clear about that because in the hispanic community their colorism is crazy like between lighter hispanics and a darker hispanic so it's not just a black thing right Um, But again, we are black, so we have to talk about our own experience. And again, this was just something that I never directly experienced. And I believe that that also comes from coming from healthy, loving people. Like, I was always told I was cute. You can't tell me nothing on a bad day. I don't care what nobody else thinks. I'm cute, period. It's not even a conversation. (laughs) So if somebody ever said something different, it never bothered me, never. And I don't feel like I've been held back because of my color. And again, I personally wouldn't know it because I wasn't... um, you know, hip to this to the word of colorism, right? But I've never felt it. I never felt ugly as a dark girl. First of all, we age the best. <laughs> and that's a fact. You could put me next to any light-skinned girl. We do. The chocolate age better. Um, and, you know, we got oily skin, but we still pretty. I don't understand. But I do hate when I hear other people tell somebody, you're pretty for a dark girl. Yeah. Now, I've been hearing that. Not directly to me, but just like as an overall. And I think that's the weirdest thing. Um, Because pretty is pretty. It doesn't matter. Beautiful, again, is subjective, to be honest. So, you know, I don't never understand what that means. But for you all, um, and including you, Dad, um, Mm -hmm. have you, as of yet experienced colorism or Um, or even with your hair you know you're locked you're natural you know that's a thing too these days you see Mm -hmm. we see schools cutting dreads out of people's hair Mm -hmm. it happened recently to a young boy i would have definitely been in jail okay period but you see him cutting it out of the baby's hair was one baby i seen like as young as five to a high school student another high school student couldn't graduate because his hair was locked what do you guys think we'll deal with the colorism I, part and then being natural? I uh, think that 
Well, I haven't I haven't experienced it with my skin color or my hair, but I know that it's kind of like a weird thing because it doesn't matter. Um, I kind of just feel some people can be jealous of like how you are because I know that there's people out there that want to have curly hair just like us or some people that want to have straight hair. And um, I haven't experienced it, but I know that when I was younger, like in preschool and stuff, that a lot of children were curious about my hair, so they would touch my hair, and I'd be like, yeah. uh, what's going on? Uh-huh. So I've, I've experienced that, but I haven't really experienced colorism with my hair or my skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I don't know how to... I guess I haven't been... Uh, no one has said anything about my skin. And I'm glad. And if they did, I would just go home. And my mom would just say, you're pretty, you're beautiful, you're everything. Da, da, da. But um, I think I remember at school while I was walking out, my friend was like, do you have weave on? And I'm like, no, I don't. And I, <laughs> I was like, why are you asking that question? And I pulled my hair. See, it does not come out. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one thing. And then like recently in middle school, um, my friend, I don't want to say her name, but my friend, she's like, oh my gosh, I wish I had your hair. And I'm like, okay. Well, that didn't really make me, it made me feel happy because I'm like, oh, she really likes my hair. That's very nice of her to say. But I didn't really face any like rude uh, comment about my hair texture, my curly hair, how I'm black. I, I never faced that before. Dad, how about you? Uh, growing up, I, I think I probably faced it um it was more so with the light-skinned girls. You know, he's too dark, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. And so it, it kind of, I think that's basically, that's the only time I experienced mm-hmm. it. With my hair, you know, having locks, I've I've faced it with, like, work mm-hmm. and, you know, not allowing me or preventing me or trying to prevent me from moving up uh, to a, to a, newer, a better position with, uh, with more authority. Mm-hmm. However, I overcame that by just, you know, forcing myself or being more aggressive with it and, and did not listen to what they were trying to do or, you know, I didn't apply or I didn't uh, I didn't allow them to do what they wanted to do. Uh, so that's the only time I, I faced it. And I think with them, I mean, our whole family is dark. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know if we ever, and then now the fact that I, I'm my own boss, I don't have to mm-hmm. deal with that. But I do, I, I know it happens because mm-hmm. I have friends that, they experienced it. I have my sister experienced it. She's she's lighter, you know, and she experienced it. Uh, so I know it exists. Uh. <clears throat> yeah, because it's always so interesting to me how when, because I know it, it, in my experience, I can't speak for the world, but in my experience, it is generally brought upon darker people, right? Oh, yeah. So it's always so confusing to me how lighter skinned people um, you would see them crying or something. And I'm like, well, normally you're the one with the, if you talk about privilege, you're the one with the privilege. Yeah. yeah. So I can't, it's the weirdest Well, I guess thing. the lighter you are, right? It depends yeah. on the person. If the person is lighter than you and doing it, it's like, you know, I guess you're just not light enough. Yeah. So. And I think that, that it just goes back to what's instilled in you in the house. Um, people shouldn't have that much power and control over who you are. People yeah. that don't change your life, people that has nothing to do with what, what it is that you're doing. And a lot of the times, worse off. Like, I've never been, well, I 
work for myself, but when I was not working for myself, I still worked around black people. I honestly mm-hmm. never really worked with um, our counterparts before. So only one time. And they were just fascinated on how much I changed my hair. And I'm like, it's a wig. You just put it on and take it off. You know, when I was wearing wigs, whatever. So I don't know what the fascination is about it. But I seen one on TikTok where a lady just, you know, went up to the woman and wanted to touch her hair. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, that happened. That happened to me a couple of times. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't know how we respond to that. Yeah, because it's like clean. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But you're in my space. Yeah. That was the most important thing. I never liked that. If this is not your hair, don't touch it. Yeah, because if you're just minding your own business, like I have my hair in twists like all types of styles sometimes and especially with the puff when you have a puff people would just be doing this mm-hmm. oh it feels so soft <laughs> yeah. and I'm like and it's really disrespectful because yeah. it is your space yeah you know? and, you and you don't you do that to that, other people uh, like it happened to, with me um, to me with a couple of you know women that I was like you know you I don't like anyone touching my hair period except my wife uh, but, you know, it's just the fact that it's very disrespectful to touch another person without yeah. their permission. Yeah. I just don't understand. I don't get, I don't understand. Yeah, it's and very I've confusing. Had, I've had moments where, like, um, when our mom does our hair, I go to school, right? And sometimes I change up my hair, like, sometimes quicker than, like, most people. Because a lot of the people in my class, they have, like, straight hair. And so they don't really change it up. They just wear the same hairstyle. So when... Like, I change my hair. The teacher's just like, oh, you have this hairstyle? I'm just like, did I ask for you to look at my head? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's definitely interesting. But what I find, for me, we can move to, well, let's move racism real quick. Because this is a quick conversation for me. I feel like it's the... it's the education of it, right? Yeah. So sometimes you can take something... Like the music they play here. I don't know if they're listening to me, so I'm going to be nice. But sometimes these songs are very interesting, right? And you'd be like, what is going... Like, what is the undertone, Yeah, you know, right now? And then even when you meet certain races, um, they're very curious yeah. about so many different things, which um, they don't understand that that cannot... You know, what you're saying, it may not be racist per se, but it's definitely offensive. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know how else to say that. It's just some, sometimes it's the weirdest thing because I just feel like, I mean, how can you just hate a whole race and you don't even have friends of that race? Yeah. Co-workers that you hang out with. And and that's for us, too. Like, it, it takes... Um, those inner mingled moments yeah, where you, we can actually learn from each other, you know? So, yeah. so we both don't have our own, um, hatred or depiction of somebody else. Now, don't get me wrong. Stereotypes are stereotypes and they can be real, but those stereotypes for are for a general population. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. Exactly. Like if I come across, um, more or less, um, Caucasian white people and I tell them I only have one child I don't know why they're so fascinated by yeah. that like what do you think I have a, a, a hut of children just in the house and 12 different fathers like I don't I don't never understand well, here, that here's the funny thing sometimes when my wife goes out with the kids yeah. she, said, she says that they just look at her and yeah. they assume that there's no father 
Mm-hmm. Automatically, yeah, like it's, it's, the, the father doesn't the exist. Stairs. Then when I, when we go as a family, we get mixed. You know, sometimes it's like, wow, this is this. Wow, you guys are a family. Or sometimes we get the the look like, oh man, you guys are a family, but you're too big. Why you got all those kids? You know, because mm-hmm. it is a big family. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't think right right now it's it's not normal to have a, a large family. You know, so. Yeah. And some people have noticed that whenever we go out, I don't know if you've noticed this somewhere out, but some people might be looking at us like uh, like meanly for some reason. And some people they do have this thing that happens for some reason that they're kind of just jealous that there's a big family and they don't have a big family but like I don't think that's a reason to like be nasty to yeah. them yeah. Uh, we well, haven't experienced anybody coming over to us but I know that there's play, there's times where there could be a family and then somebody might just come over and start yeah yeah, yeah but uh, what I don't like is that <laughs> even if we're driving around like because you could see through the windows and even if we're walking people will just stare like like that i'm like why are you staring you haven't seen us before we live here yeah it's definitely interesting because it just happened to us in here oh yeah yeah because the imp she basically implied that we were a family yeah as if she doesn't see me by myself every sunday (laughs) (laughs) well not every sunday but whenever we you know come in together so just it just happened yeah. Oh, she said before I came in, before I came back from the restroom. Yeah, just... she was like, oh, the whole family is here. Oh. Oh. I thought she was talking about when. Oh, okay, oh. I get it. Because I was uh, like, wait. I totally missed that. Whoa. I was assuming that she already knew who you were. Well, and she was just talking to us. Yeah, they're so... kind of older because she said it two or three times. She yeah. just kept saying. Because oh. when she mentioned my sneakers, I said, oh, oh. I, I took these from my daughter. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Now, but that doesn't mean that you two were my daughter. No. Yeah. And then that's when she was like, oh, my God, it's a huge family. And that's when I told her that you guys were artists. And then when your dad came back again, she said the whole family is here. Oh. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> again, that's an undertone. Like, just because we showed up together, don't mean. <laughs> we yeah. all together. <laughs> you know, so it's just little things like I, that where you be like, what are you it could be about? friends, like yeah. <laughs> or Assumptions. you could just be artists, and I could be interviewing. Exactly, you, you don't have working. to be my cousin yeah. because you're here. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to me, but I, I think it's just because of like um, lack of education. Yeah, it's the lack of the education, yeah. and, and it's and it's transferred down too. Exactly, you know, because it, I feel like the thirty and the thirty and up crew, and then especially your generation, probably won't. Uh, you guys, or maybe the people after you, it might even be wiped out. I mean, if you think about it, they're listening to the music, they're dating us, they're getting lip injections like us, tans like us, butt yeah. like us. So at this point, you can't, that generation can't hate but so much mm-hmm. um, because they want to be you. They're, you know, they're dating, they're dating the guys and everything. So I don't, I feel yeah. like it could be eradicated, you know, sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But, and then, like in DC, it's, it's completely transitional. I live in Southeast, and they live in Southeast too. Um, mm-hmm. So now we're not doing cookouts together, but the point is you're there because at one point they never lived on that side. Yeah. You know, DC flopped. Mm-hmm. I had my college professor went to Anacostia High School. Now, nowadays, you know, 
if you know anything about DC, you know, Anacostia was completely black. But in mm-hmm. that yearbook, it was only white people in the yearbook and at Anacostia oh, wow. High School. And he was very old, so I don't know what year mm-hmm. it was. Let's just say it was the 40s or the 50s, maybe the 60s. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we didn't believe him. And he was like, no, I'm going to bring you the yearbook. Oh, wow. Anacostia was. He brought in the yearbook. And it was nothing but um, white kids in the yearbook. So I do feel like it can, it's going to be eradicated. Easy. I was watching Roddy Rich and they were at the the Go Puff concert or something. It was completely white kids in there and saying the N-word to all the songs and everything. Like, it was a thing. So it's going to be eradicated. I feel like when those 60s and ups get away and get out and get out of power... I feel like it'll be completely different because oh. they're embraced in our culture. Technically, black people are the culture. They don't do nothing that we influence. Yeah. Like we influence everything, whether it was from education to science to handwriting. It all came from people of color. Period. So we are the influence, and they can't knock it. Yeah. And so I do feel like it will go away when them sixty and ups get out of power and stuff. You would barely really see yeah. it. Even yeah. if you look at the rappers. Like where it Jack started, Harlow. yeah. It just it's like as we started doing it, it started influencing literally the whole entire world to the point that you have people in other Countries. continents, yeah, that are doing the same exact thing that we're doing, and it's it's yeah, kind like, of I feel like when I see that, it's like wow, we are very powerful. When yeah. we real, I just had this conversation when we realize that and especially our men it's over and i don't know if we will because we're so divided amongst ourselves right yeah between yeah. color uh and classism because a lot of black people that have money don't really deal with black people that don't have money yeah. right so we're divided in so many ways but i think we, yeah we're still suffering from the residue of slavery yeah that's the biggest issue and it's, it's really hard to come out of that you know because we don't we don't know a lot of us don't know where we came from yeah. uh the the culture is like subcultures and and i think that's the biggest issue and i don't really know how we're gonna or when we're gonna overcome that completely yeah. i don't that's know a, if it will ever happen i don't know because that's a that's a big you know you could but sit, it, but if we could we could we'll be more it united be and it'll be ridiculous better. yeah it'll be ridiculous mm-hmm. and to me it's it's like the plain sight theory right you know, depending, well, y'all are too young, but dad, you might not understand, but they mm-hmm. say they hide everything in plain sight, and that's so true. Because again, if you can have a concert like that, and they're not the first ones. I went to, I had um, press passes for a Wu Tang concert, mm-hmm. and it was maybe 20% black. It was all other races at the Wu Tang concert. So Whoa. we already know that it's been a thing. But when we can just realize that we are the influence, everything would change you've seen it on tiktok when they yeah. had a tiktok ban because black creators were not getting mm-hmm. their yeah, um that, yeah. getting their credit mm-hmm. tiktok was dry as hell mm-hmm. even the white kids was like can they please come back <laughs> exactly you, you they were that's TikTok, right they did say that where they yeah. were begging like it was, it was dry yeah, you're it right. was dry <laughs> imagine if the nba had no black players and they started their own league no yeah. mm-hmm. it would be imagine it would, it would, it would every even yeah. soccer. You know, yeah. Americans may not be deep into it, but Africans, Caribbeans, soccer. Yeah. Just think about it. And it, it's not hard to do yeah. because they're gonna the money gonna go where the entertainment is, period. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. It's so easy to happen. The sad but thing, as your dad said, yeah. is it's the separation that will never let us. And again, even with that power, we're not asking to separate anyone else. No, no, no. It's about no. empowering ourselves and loving ourselves. Yeah. And to prove the point. Yeah. The NBA would be nothing. Football would be nothing. Baseball, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It wouldn't be it. <laughs> it would be nothing. And even something as small, when TikTok isn't small, but it's small as TikTok, where you have white creators asking black people and Hispanic people too yeah. to come back to TikTok. Yeah. That goes to show you how powerful you are, and we don't hold it. Yeah. We don't hold it. And the sad thing, I think the, the most sad thing of, of it all is that it's really, it's not, it's just a handful of racist people that's at the top yeah. that's controlling everything that's causing all the confusion and keeping everyone, you know, separated. Because, like, I feel like once we create something, they just take it, yeah. and then they blow it up, and we're just like. That's how we got on the boat. They took it. <laughs> that, that's yeah. what America stands on is fraud period yeah. it's a business I, the money say corporation on the back it's not a country it says corporation the United States of America corporation that's yeah. what the United States is built off of stealing from the beginning yeah I mean I just even if we like actually come close to you know uniting and let's all be on the same page they will do any, anything in their power to just separate it. Oh, yeah. they've done that for years, like yeah. your dad's saying. I mean, even if you ever just read the Willie Lynch letter, mm-hmm. I think that was the 60s. But it might have been before the 60s. I'll Google it. Mm-hmm. But even with that letter from that time, mm-hmm. everything else is still true to this day. Yeah, It's still true to this day. And yeah. it's going to show up in, in certain ways because people are so as you mentioned, jealous, right? Mm-hmm. So they want the power. They want that money and to stay in their families and, and all of those things, and I get it. But at the end of the day, I mean, again, we are the culture, mm-hmm. and it's nothing that nobody can really do about it. They do a very good job at the separation, clearly, mm-hmm. right? But if we was able to take it, it would be Wakanda, like in real life, everywhere, <laughs> to be honest. It would just be amazing, because yeah. we are the culture, yeah. Yeah. we are the culture. But I don't, I don't know. It definitely is not going to happen in my time. I don't know who time, um, because there's so many systems that also keep you broken, to where it's hard to bounce back from that. Yeah. Exactly. And then with people not actually believing in mental health, that's another issue because yes, you come from, yeah, if you come from an urban environment, everybody's got trauma. Everybody is broken. Yeah. We have to be okay with that and mm-hmm. figure out how to put those pieces back together. Yeah. But, I don't know. Um, but, your song Black Family, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I know we talked, we pinpointed on it earlier in regards to why you guys wrote the song and you know being socially conscious but is there anything else you want to add about the black family um so if you really listen to the lyrics it's it's talking about how like you were saying we are the creators right and um it's it's really just talking about how throughout the years those people have taken so much from us but we're not gonna stay so angry we're gonna not go past that we're still gonna remember that we're gonna remember that to keep us going Mm -hmm. yeah and just like in the lyrics it says that even though like we like our race has been through 
you know, a lot. And so has other races. Um, and us, like, the things or the things that were really bad that they did to us, it really is supposed to be just, like, a comeback on... Combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Just on today. So and they tried to kill us, but they yeah. couldn't. Yeah. That's the point of it. Yeah. yeah. They and can't then, get us at all. And then if you listen to it, it says it's the God in us. Mm-hmm. Because... If there's no, I don't, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure there's, there couldn't be any other people that could survive what, two hundred years, of, and counting, yeah, <laughs> um, of enslavement. Because mm-hmm. remember that we were enslaved for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's 1865 is when we, or actually not even 1865 because some of uh, black people did not get out until later. The slave mm-hmm. owners never told them. Yeah, that they, they were said, free. no, we're going to keep mm-hmm. our business running. And then if you even if you think about like the Caribbean countries, mm-hmm. they they had a lot of slavery before it actually came to, over here for yeah. the food. And especially in the Hispanic ones too, they were still in their corn and exactly. and I think they grow potatoes over there too. So it was it was happening. Yeah. Um but like you said, and even the funniest thing like when I watch if I watch um a reality show and there's a woman and she's with two kids and she's just so stressed with all of this money mm-hmm. right and then you would you know somebody with no money mm-hmm. uh. that makes it happen and it's like you're stressed out with two nannies <laughs> <laughs> over a million dollars like girl you wouldn't know life if it hits you in the face now not to take away from her experience right because of, of course to her it's a lot but it's like, girl, you're that's nothing. We could do that in our sleep, okay? In a deep sleep. Um, <laughs> under anesthesia and still do better than that. And it's like they cry and it's just so funny to me because I'm like, that's why I can't watch all of these shows because I just feel personally compared to what um, I know real people have going on, your problems are nothing. So I don't want to sit here and just watch you complain about your privilege. It's just... <laughs> It's over for me. But go ahead and introduce um, the Black Family. Okay, this song is uh, Black Family, and we, we hope, hope you, you enjoy, guys it. enjoy it. All right, guys, we'll be back right after this. Try to kill a family. 
As a teenager becoming a young adult, we sometimes forget about the daily expenses of our lives, including college, gas, food, phone, clothing, and so much more. Knowing and repeating a pattern of savings can help with all of that, and even for a rainy day. For more information about teen financial literacy, go to themint.org slash teen slash savings dot html. Hey, this is Sasha, and you're tuned in to Consider This. people we are back and we're gonna dibble and me and that sound right there um we're gonna dibble and dabble into some trending topics and i have a a proposal for y'all and especially with your dad y'all need to have a news um whether it's a blog whether you do it on tiktok there are no websites for news for kids Mm mm-hmm Cause you, you know I had to be age appropriate today. <laughs> yeah. Took me about two hours <laughs> to find topics that were like directly for children, right? So when you go to Teen Vogue and Teen Shade Room, they're yeah. still very much adult yeah. comments. Yeah. Like I wouldn't yeah. have felt comfortable. I wouldn't have talked to my girls. Now let me be clear: my after school program, if my girls, my girls will ask me some inappropriate things. I will answer it, but I wouldn't bring it to you. Um. And I told my friends, somebody needs to create a blog, a TikTok, a, in something that is actually news for children. What are you going on? What is happening to you on a day-to-day basis? How do you feel? Like how we just talked about colorism. We just talked about bullying. It needs to happen because it legit took me two hours and I only got three questions. Okay. <laughs> and that's terrible. Um, so, oh, but before we go, I do have gifts for y'all. But one thing I wanted to say, these are two faces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in my after school program, oh, we uh, made our own face. Some girls put oh. earrings on them. They drew their hair. Mine's had a mask on because I was tired of wearing a dog on mask. But I, I challenge you, you all, and I want you to tag me if you decide to do it. But I want you to, one side should be how you see yourself. And do the other side on how you feel like people see you. And me and my girls did that. And it was just so interesting. They're about your age, my after-school group, um, from 9 to 18. Uh, I only have like three, 15. 15, 17, and one just graduated. The rest of them are 9 to 13. So um, we did it. And it was very interesting to see 
how the pictures were different for them. I wonder would it be different for you? I don't know. Um, and mine's was different for me because most people think I'm so strong and I got it all together. And I'm like, no, I'm crazy on the inside. Um, <laughs> I don't have it all together. But, you know, when you the way that you show up is how people perceive who you are. And that's end up how they treating you. Right. So mm-hmm. oftentimes my friends don't check on me and say, how are you doing? Are you happy today? Do you have anything going on? Can I help you? I don't get those phone calls because everybody mm-hmm. thinks I have it together. When, in fact, mm-hmm. I can always benefit you know, from somebody asking me what what I need or how I'm feeling today. So you can do it with crayons or markers or paint. Um, I have another gift in the bag for you. It is a small paint kit in there if you don't have it at home. But I definitely want you all to do that, if that's okay with Dad. Um, But I think it'll be a a really cute exercise. And like I said, some of the girls made earrings. Um, You know, it's a face, so you can put whatever you want on there. Unfortunately, the hair is just one way. It looks like they have your bush ball you were talking (laughs) about. Um, Your little puff. But outside of that, you can do whatever you want to the face. Um, I'm going to go to Michael's after this, actually, and see if they have more. Because I even want adults to do it. Like, I'm getting ready to to do this program. with some women in the community, and I just think it's a it's a good idea to see the difference, because people do feel different about you than you feel about yourself. And um, before we get on the topics, I also wanted to let you know: as you get older, the popular people are not going to be popular as adults. Yeah. Just remember that. <laughs> Gen- generally, right? Mm-hmm. Generally, they're not popular adults. And also remember, as you guys already speak on is that people are generally picking on you because they see themselves in you, right? So maybe the friend want to have a two-parent household. Maybe their parents don't yell at them and you love your parents so much. It can be the smallest thing. Mm -hmm. When people are hurt, it would surprise you what their triggers are. Um, and unfortunately in kids, because again, you guys have so many layers. I mean, we're always going to be onions, but I feel like as children, there's a lot going on, you know, um, with your layers and stuff. And we never know what other people are going through. And I think you young ladies are on the right path by, you know, brushing it off and speaking to your parents. Don't ever stop speaking to your parents under no circumstance, um, no matter how awkward it feels or if you feel that it's wrong, that's your first go-to. Because you got to think about it. Your friends are your age, so they don't have the answer. <laughs> They're going through the same thing that you're going through. Me and my daughter's relationship is very interesting because half of the conversations we have, I just be thinking to myself, was I in the closet when she, and she was just out in the house raising herself? Or I don't know. But they be very interesting conversations that I don't want to have. But I'm appreciative that she comes to me before or right after the decision. <laughs> but at least I know. Like, a lot of parents can't say that. I'm 85% sure that I know majority of the things that happens with her. And that 15%, I'm going to find out later. But mm-hmm. the 85%, we, we talk about. Now, mm-hmm. she still does what she wants to do. But um, just keep those little nuggets. I'm sure we'll circle back around at some point. But keep them nuggets. When people are picking on you or teasing on you it's all it's about them it has nothing to do with you exactly um yeah so you keep that and i hope you guys make make your um pictures whatever so in regards to the trending topic me and dad apparently you guys never been to sesame place either 
Um, again, I don't know why I didn't take my daughter. It, but you know, it's not far, so we, you know, we ain't rich, but we ain't never been that poor where we couldn't go to Philadelphia. So I don't know why we didn't go. But have you guys seen the movies? With I'm uh, not the movies, but like especially TikTok. It's been all over TikTok. The uh, reels with the characters walking past. We watched the kids. it on YouTube. Yeah, uh, it was. Well, first, did you ever? Do you ever remember watching Sesame Street? Yeah, I love we Sesame watch Street. We okay. watch that all the time. Okay, we still watch it oh. with our baby sister. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I do have history. So Sesame Street started for people of color to have a positive um, influence. So let me pull it back up because I did have it. Um, because when it first came out, it was only black and Latinos that were yeah. the oh, yeah. like the people, right? And then the oh, characters yeah. were very urban. Mm-hmm. They wore big chains. They wore sunglasses for probably most of the eighties, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, where they were hip to the culture. So it started in nineteen sixty nine. Um, and oh, it's been out for 52 years. That is crazy. Um, and it's the longest running show right now. And again, in the beginning, it was all like, I think the guy's name was Paul or something like that. But it just started out different. Let's put it that way. I don't believe that just because those characters are doing that makes Sesame Street racist. I, I to me that's that's extreme. That's extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of extreme. But as we talked about before, it is an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's whoever's inside of there are the ones we would hope that they're not taught not to do that, yeah. right? So if we're looking at it for face value, it was the character. I think it was Cookie Monster that on several people videos you would see him waving and waving. You know, another race would wave and he would wave. And when a black child does it, he's he's ignores them. Yeah. Or it was mm-hmm. one video where he went to hug another race and the black girl was just standing like, wow, Cookie Monster, you know, you didn't hug me. Uh, and the little girl felt bad. And then from there, it was just so yeah. many videos mm-hmm. where this was actually happening. And to go back to the bullying, the colorism and the racism part, if that little girl... Is not strong enough. That could make her feel Less not than. worthy yeah. for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not something that they're constantly talking about until you feel like she's kind of over it. Mm-hmm. It's the smallest thing that can break people, period. Yeah. And we have to be careful about that. Now, I'm not saying that it is going to happen to her. I don't know. But it very well could. Yeah. Um, you know, her whole demeanor and attitude can change when she gets home. And that's the importance of parents being healthy enough to realize when there's a change in the children. Yeah. Um, because we don't know how that will affect her. Because she was really sad. I don't know if she, I'm not going to say she started crying because I don't remember mm-hmm. verbatim what happened. But she was distraught that the doggone cookie monster didn't hug her. So... In that instance, what do you guys think about that? Like, just to get your um, opinion on it, per se, since so, you've never been. When we watched it, they were, like, there, because we watched, like, a... I think it was the one with Rosita. Yeah, it was with Rosita, one of the yeah. characters. And they said that, um, what's it called? Sesame Street was, what's it called? I can't even talk. Sesame Street said that, I think the one that we watched, Rosita, he was bending down, or she was bending down, whoever was inside there. Um, it was bending down and saying no to the kids and just walked away. 
and they were saying, oh, they couldn't see through the mask. They, mm-hmm. What but I feel like is they're trying to hide, hide the fact that they were, the person that was in the mask or the suit was doing something wrong. They should just admit to it and don't do it again. And, and what I think is that they should never do that again because you're talking about little kids that watch this show since they were little, and they were like, oh, my gosh, we can't, can't wait to go to Sesame Place. We're going to actually meet the characters. And to see an adult do that, you're way too old for that. There's no reason you should be doing that. And uh, what I was going to say is that although she said, like, the excuses, the excuse, I mean, sorry, the excuses were just plain ridiculous. Like, okay, so if you couldn't see or if you had trouble seeing one of the children, why would you bend all the way down like something was right in front of you? Exactly, Cause she say wasn't, no. Because <laughs> the character, I don't, because they were, I think they were saying it was a he in there. Yeah. The character and the two uh, little girls were not that far from him. Yeah. So I was just like, what are you bending down to? Because it could have been that he was bending down to see children in the back of them, but I think it was kind of sketchy how they were right there, and it was kind of close, like he could see them. Mm-hmm. And just how he directed his wave yeah. was kind of like... I think, it will, uh, I think it would be better if they just say it just tell the truth and say that we're sorry that that happened we'll make sure that we'll you know they not did say that after they yeah. made two statements right yeah yeah, yeah. But i they, believe but to me the statements is irrelevant yeah, yeah. it's only they about the who action they, who, they, who they hired to to do to be in the costume because mm-hmm. it should that should never happen and, and i we feel don't the know. same thing yeah. about police right if you've never been in an urban environment and you don't get us, because we are definitely interested in human beings and us, mm-hmm. I mean, people of color, because Hispanics are too, um, just very interesting. You know, black people can yell at each other when we talk. Sometimes you think that the person is arguing and that's just the way that they talk to each other. Um, but even with police, when you put a police that's never been in that community and environment and now you give them a gun, they're going to be scared. Which is why you always hear of somebody getting shot 16, 12, 11. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, you shoot somebody twice, okay. You know, pow, pow, I need you to lay down. (laughs) But 12 or 16 times, that sounds like fear or anger. It's one of the two. Mm. And it's a thin line between that. Um, And I just feel like you have to be careful when you're putting people in environments that they're not familiar with. Yeah. Which is why I think we should just put patrol our own communities that's why i just think we need to have our own stuff i just do (laughs) just to just to break it away and i don't remember um i should have pulled this but i kind of thought you guys were too young but since we're on the topic they were like um you have other communities that do still segregate themselves right Mm -hmm. jewish community yep Jewish community, Ethiopians yeah. have yeah. their own shopping yeah. center. They do mm-hmm. that. You have Koreans or mm-hmm. a, let's just say Asians because they get upset and I don't know all of the layers of who they are and what they do, but Asians are the same way. So why every time a black person says it, again, it goes back to the point yeah. of, oh, you're a racist. There are other communities that do it. We mm-hmm. have a Chinatown. Why can't we have a black town in D.C.? Yeah, that's yeah. In Virginia, exit three off of four ninety five, they have a whole strip of just straight Ethiopian um, Ethiopian stores. Yeah, but they're yeah. not t- saying that they're racist. And in and in Jewish communities, they have a whole strip mall of their stuff. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. They're not considered racist, so why is it that we can't do it? Yeah, yeah. You know I know in I'm New saying? York they have Jewish community have everything. Yeah, I mean, they have stores, they have restaurants, they have their own ambulance, they have their own uh, police policing. too. Yes, because you know. one of the influencers, um, Queen Flips, mm-hmm. his daughter got in trouble in the community, but the Jewish police showed up. Yeah, before that's... before the NYPD did. Yeah, they, oh, wow. they show up first before the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. To yeah. deal with their issues in their neighborhoods. So what is the issue with us doing that too? We need our own stuff. That's why I really hope Kanye just trademarked an amusement park. I want to see what he's going to do with it. I mean, his children are mixed, and you do have to, you know, respect both races of your parents. I'm not asking nobody not to do that. But I hope his amusement park is pro-black. We need stuff like that. You're a billionaire. We have plenty of billionaires that could change the trajectory of many things, and they don't. For whatever reason, they don't. But I thought that was just weird. Um, To me, an apology is kind of half. Because like you said, Mm -hmm. they didn't admit they just apologize for the action, not, oh, well, we're going to do, I think after the second one, they're now going to do racial, eth- ethnicity classes. Or, yeah. It was yeah, something. Yeah, I don't think it's some I, type I, of therapy. Yeah. For, I'm just like, what are you doing? What, these are grown explain. adults. They've no, been they, they need to get fired, and I feel like you need to start over. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not one to take away from people's money because being self-employed, your money is up and down, okay? But at the end of the day, I don't. it's no, you can't fix that. Because if this is not your policy, right? They did that on their own, yeah, and you so should need be to out. Get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Get rid if of that, them. if you don't agree with it, you don't need to train them anything. Get rid of them mm-hmm. and start and go hire somebody else. I'm sure it's other people that want to work at Sesame Place. Mm-hmm. Uh, go hire somebody else. But I don't even think it's a second chance for nothing like that. Because how do you get over it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's real sad because. Sesame Street, you know, it's like it's Sesame Street, and it's about like you know the main character Elmo. Yeah, like everybody, they all it's all about you know love and kindness and careness, and, and you're saying no to a little to be, kid that's gonna cry. It was made to be a diverse show, exactly. and them doing this just completely ruins. Well, it was made the to point. teach black kids. I know, but, but those to turn diverse. Yeah. yeah, but those kids that experience that interaction. It yeah, just because the whole, ruins the whole point. Yeah, and then, like, the kids in the last 20 years don't realize that that's the way it started because yeah. it's very diverse. You don't even yeah. have black characters. Well, I'm going to say black people because I don't know if the people on the show is considered a character anymore, <laughs> but they're not that prevalent now. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah, kind yeah, of about not, the yeah. characters now and not necessarily about people. Yeah. So, you know, 15 years, people that's been watching it for the last 15 years, all they know is the diversity of it, and it just sucks. Yeah. But I do have a funny story about a child being distraught. So I take everything literal. I don't mm-hmm. know when I probably would never grow out of it. And it is definitely a um, something I need to change because I just think everything is about me and it's not. But I used to love wrestling as a child. Like that was oh, my yeah. jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my sister took me to D.C. Armory to go see the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Now, let me show you how emotional I am. When we got to the rest of the show, I'm excited. Over over the moon, okay? Mm-hmm. I we were we were so close that I could actually sing see the ring. Oh wow. And wow. when I realized that these people were not hitting each other, 
I legit had a tantrum tantrum. <laughs> you just realized that, huh? I started crying. <laughs> I'm emotional. I was crying. I'm like, oh my God, this is fake. I can never watch this anymore. I don't even want to be. My sister was so mad because we had to laugh. We had to laugh. We had to leave. Because I cut up when I found out it wasn't real. Even Santa Claus. I was mad at my mother for like two weeks because I really thought it was a white man coming down. We didn't even have a chimney, so I didn't know how he was getting in the house. But I stayed awake one day and I seen my mother wrapping my presents and put the cookies on. And I was upset with my mother because I'm like, and, to, and I've never told my daughter it was a Santa Claus. And I, you know, that's, no, we tra- never, that's we my never, trauma. Yeah, we never did that with y'all. Yeah. But yeah, I never did it. I was so, my sister was so mad at me. We had to leave the wrestling match because I just couldn't, I'm like, and I was probably 10, maybe 11. I was like, oh no, I cannot participate in this. <laughs> I cannot. Because I thought they were really beating each other up. I did not know that this was fake at all. So that's just a little funny tidbit. But yeah, some people that can tr- um, make you traumatic for the rest of you. Because of Santa Claus. I even called my mother a liar. I was like, You're a liar. There's no such thing as Santa Claus. Why are you why are you wrapping my gifts? Like I was just emotionally disturbed. That drove me crazy. So needless to say, I don't think I watched wrestling for years after that, until the Bella Twins came out. Because I just thought that oh, was yeah, dope. So even yeah. though I know it's fake, right? Mm-hmm. I just thought that was dope that they were making moves the way that they, mm-hmm. you know, have all of these businesses and stuff. So I started watching it very later. Maybe like within the last five years. I, I will watch it every now and again. I'm not a fanatic anymore, but girl, that would destroy some people. So I feel <laughs> that little girl, because I don't know if she's going to yeah. come back from that. <laughs> I probably need a therapy. <laughs> this is exactly why I have trust issues. <laughs> because of WWE and my mom a lot about Santa Claus. <laughs> but, um... Another, well, with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel about COVID? And then did your school have to go back with a mask on? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I, what did y'all okay, think about so, COVID? Wait. You want to go first? Or? I can go first. Okay. Um, so, the thing is, where we had school, because um, our older sister, she uh, she's in college. So, we were kind of getting confused. Like, are we going to have our mask? Because me personally... It was just gym for me. I cannot handle it. I don't like running <laughs> laps with the mask on. Exactly. I'm literally suffocating. And I'm just Can we like, say that we're twins? I, I was in the 12th grade taking ninth grade gym because I did not want my hair to sweat out. And oh, my wow. aunt was like, if you don't participate, you're not going to graduate. And I was in the, in the class with ninth graders at, in 12th grade. So I understand <laughs> your pain with gym. Yeah. Ahead, and <laughs> so, yeah, um, us, we had... Our schools, we had this thing where we would, like, wear our masks for a little bit. And then there was this, uh, I think it was, like, a choice. You could wear a mask. Um, and you had to get, like, the vaccine and stuff and all that stuff. So then it just came to a point where if you want to wear your mask, you can wear your mask. If you don't want to, you don't have to. So then that, it came pretty quickly, actually. Because I thought we were going to have to wait another year mm. so till that would happen. But it just came pretty quick so we got our mask off <laughs> when I wanted it yeah <laughs> I I don't understand it because mm-hmm. like okay if we've been going to school right without a mask and there has been I guess back then the major thing was the flu I'm pretty sure I understand that this is an actual serious virus and people are dying off of it but 
kids at my school, they didn't care. They were taking off their masks, talking to their friends, acting like nothing was happening. Now, now some kids did get sick because they were doing that. I usually kept my mask on, but I just couldn't because they couldn't hear me. Mm-hmm. It was like a muffle. was like, hey, would you want to go eat outside? And like, <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. And I'm like, do you want to go out eat outside? <laughs> it's like, I don't get it because if we've been going to school without a mask and we still get sick, it's all about... Like, I think that now I think about, you know, getting sick. It's about building up your immune system. So it's really not that big of a deal for kids. But I just think it was, I don't, I don't understand it. I I also was was really tired of the teachers because there would be this point where if somebody took off their mask, like they're, they're like so annoying Mm -hmm. where if you had to get a drink of water, you had like a certain amount of seconds to drink. And I'm just like, (laughs) you're really going to make me dehydrate myself. Mm -hmm. I can literally pass out on this floor right now. (laughs) So they'd be doing all this stuff. I mean, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then they'd be like, keep your mask on. Um, stay six feet. We had our desks spread out. I mean, this literally is, across the room. I just thought it was inhumane. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> how are you gonna talk to your friend and they're all the way over there? That's yeah. like, and how got, are you even gonna make friends? It was literally for me. It was hard to make friends because first of all, you don't know what they look like. Okay, you can only see their eyes. You can only imagine the bottom half of their face. And then when they take it off, you don't know what you're gonna expect. Yeah. And that can kind of hurt you yeah. a little bit because it's like, oh, I didn't know your face was like that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still going to sure. be nice to you. Because they cause... had mask fishing where they yeah. were like, um, see if you look the same with, without your mask mm-hmm. than with your mask on. Oh, I've never heard that before. Yeah, that yeah. was a thing wow. on TikTok. Yeah. I love TikTok. Yeah. I think, I think recess or when we went outside, it was the worst. Like when we had snack outside because like we couldn't have it inside, we had to sit. We had to uh, sit six feet apart we had to play six feet apart we couldn't even play tag we couldn't play any yeah all games. the major games you have to involve and the teachers <laughs> they had their mask off and the thing is they were talking about their lives which i don't even care about so loudly and just standing one centimeter apart like <laughs> yeah personal I don't, space like there's in the whole keep your mask here. on and make sure to keep your mask over your nose please over your Mm-hmm. Listen, if so I'm trying to talk, my it. jaw goes down, up and down. It's going to come off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand. It was very weird. Yeah, I think it was a, a very interesting time. I'm going to keep my opinion to myself because y'all children. But um, <laughs> I think it was just a very interesting time. And I do know with the mask thing, a lot of kids just didn't. They didn't want to wear the mask. They hated yeah. wearing the mask. Yeah. Um, and I agree. It did take away those interactive moments. And then depending on how old you were, mm-hmm. you know, that's vital. Yeah. It made it awkward. Yeah. It made it really awkward. Like during lunch, it was awkward because at the, even at the table, there was like eight seats at the table. Only five of us could sit there. Yeah. And then if you have a lot of friends, which you should be glad about, you can't even sit with them. Mm-hmm. You have to sit at another table and you have to talk. Hey, how are you doing? Like, I, and then finally they added everybody to a table gradually. But I'm just saying, like, it was kind of, it was kind of a little a, a stretch too far. Yeah. I think the assigned seats were the worst for me because – First of all, the boys in my school, they can be annoying, not all of them, but I really didn't want to be assigned with somebody who's really annoying. 
I didn't know why we had to have assigned seats. They just did it. I mean, like, why can't yeah, you just pick three people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what's that. that for? No, but I, I think it was for, um, what's it called? It was for, uh, I forgot the word, but it was for to tell if someone got sick who was sitting next oh, to you. Tracking. Yeah, oh, tracking. Yeah, tracking. Okay. Yeah, but even the people that, because <laughs> I, I had to go home. I wasn't, I was perfectly fine. No cough, no runny nose. I was perfectly fine. And they say, you have to go home for four days. I'm like, for what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss school, come back with a whole bunch of work to do? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And then with monkeypox, I don't even know what this is. What? I, what? <laughs> yeah, what? So I just have to be minding my They're literally business. naming diseases <laughs> after a cartoon. Thing. They're literally naming diseases yeah. after a cartoon. Yeah. And then I want to know what happened to chickenpox. Because I know, like, my my generation, we had chickenpox. That just magically went away. I, I don't even think my daughter got the vaccination for chickenpox. So how did that just disappear? <laughs> like, how do you create things and then they just go away? Because the flu been around forever. That didn't disappear. Yeah. So yeah. how does chickenpox go away? Maybe it was and, just mental. Yeah, girl, they yeah. are definitely <laughs> That part is for sure. Um, I want to get Raggedy in before we get out so you guys can get your spin on that. So do you want to introduce um, Raggedy? Uh, so Raggedy is basically we're talking about um, recent rappers that are now not presenting themselves correctly. Like they come out the house looking all sorts of ways, big jacket, just looking sloppy. Mm-hmm. And we're telling them, first of all, you're not even what sh- what's coming out your mouth on the mic doesn't even make sense. Plus, you look raggedy. They do. <laughs> Kanye's so. whole line should be like a line for homeless people. I don't understand <laughs> it. And maybe because I'm not a billionaire. But um, <laughs> the shoes are are growing on me. Like yeah, the little slides. The, the slides yeah. and then the, like the, I, I the ones. I still wear them, though. Yeah. Uh, it's not if somebody taste. gave them to me, I, I would wear them. I ain't going to buy them. But if, <laughs> if I got them as a gift, I would wear it. But they grew on me. But the clothes, I'm like, that, uh is there, this, is there this trend of looking like homeless? Yeah. Homeless. I, yeah. Think that's, I think that's when you're rich. I think that's a sign of you. You don't, care. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to care. Because J. Cole is the same way. Like oh he, he looks homeless. Jay-Z looks yeah. homeless. They don't themselves up either. Or just poor. I mean, homeless or poor, <laughs> however you want to put it. But yeah, I think that's just a sign of money. Something I may never understand. Um, and it just is what it is. I think you should just always show up presentable. Mm-hmm. Somebody else may still think that you look cheap, right? Mm-hmm. But presentable. But to me, they just, it, it, they look like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it without being rude. <laughs> We're going to play raggedy, y'all. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Michelle, she came over to my house, and then Sarah was like, oh my god, see the problem is, you step at the house looking raggedy, raggedy, you hop out of bed, eyes baggedy, baggedy, you didn't brush your teeth, breath dragony, dragony, your style so lame, child, get from in front of me, child, 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 let me just break it down for you like this, really just plain and
Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome, but with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor, or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free, it's confidential, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you're not alone. Have you purchased your copy of Be Mindful Daily Affirmations? Head over to Amazon to get your copy. I am your girl Nikki June and I can pleasant well not I'm proud of myself because I was so good today um I behaved myself so well with our guests today <laughs> so <laughs> I might go get a chocolate almond bar to celebrate myself <laughs> I don't know um but I definitely want to thank you guys for tuning in today and going on this journey with us and actually to hear well, oh let's find out what your generation is called because I know that you guys I think have it's generation generation Z no no I think it is no because if you look at when people say Gen Z on like TikToks mm -hmm. they're like in their oh, no, 20s oh no you're not oh, oh and let's be clear because I have said this before too let me let me pull it up so I'll be we're in two different generations though me and you yeah how um, you're 2010 I'm 2009 but that's like a one year difference so with people they only want to feel like the people in the 90s are millennials, and that's not true. Millennials started, baby, in 1981. <laughs> so if I say I'm a millennial, I don't care how old you think I am. <laughs> millennial says 1981 to 1996. But when you think about millennials, you only think about people in their 20s, right? You don't think about 30s yeah. and 40s. Mm -hmm. Well, 
Yeah, you would be 40 as a millennial. You don't think about that. But that's what the millennial b- millennial is. Y'all are not Generation Z. Y'all are... Generation Z is... Uh, okay, anyone born from 97 and up is generational See, we're not Z. Because they're oh. usually in their 20s or... Like, usually in their 20s. Let yeah. me see. So y'all are 2000s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what... Hmm. Yes. I wonder what we are then. Yeah, they might have gave y'all some crazy name. <laughs> um, okay, so they said generation are y'all generation y'all not generation X. What? Okay, so generation X is nineteen sixty to nineteen seventy nine. Generation Y is nineteen Oh, Generation Y millennials are the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's 1980 to 1999, according to this website, y'all. Okay. And then Gen Z are people born from, oh, so y'all are Gen Zs. They didn't come up with nothing new. 2000 and up is just Gen Z. They just gave up on y'all. Oh, wow. Yes, so. (laughs) According to this website. So let's see what this website is so we can call them out. This is themanufactory.co. Probably not credible, but <laughs> Gen Z is 2000 and up. So, yeah. But, yeah, because millennials can be 40, I think 41. It's not 41, 42. But, yeah, when you think, when people say millennials, they only think of the 20s, but that's not what they say. I mean, y'all made these things up, so that's not true. So, then the Gen Zs. So, thank you, Gen Zs, for hanging out today. <laughs> do you, um, what legacy do you guys want to leave? We can end with that. Um, I want to leave a positive legacy, like a new and improved legacy than right now. Mm-hmm. Like everything is better. Everybody has a clear mind and um, it just, they're more creative in what uh, their craft, mm-hmm. they're more creative in their craft or whatever they're doing. Lana, um, <laughs> look at me. I'm... I want to leave a positive legacy too, and also just uh, just a positive legacy that will encourage lots and lots of people because people are going through dif- different things, and I think music is kind of like the new thing. Mm-hmm. When like if you can't talk to somebody, you can at least get have music to kind of fix you in a way where someone is talking to you and kind of giving you advice through yeah. their music. So I think that I want to leave a legacy that's positive and uplifting to people that are having a hard time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dad, you got anything? Uh, legacy? I want to leave a legacy of just with well, my kids just knowing that I was you know, a good father and, mm-hmm. and financially. And uh, corny. What? <laughs> I know. My daughter say I'm corny. I know I'm funny, so I don't pay her no attention. They they hating. They trolling on you right now. Right now. <laughs> Give everybody your social media. Do you have any upcoming performances or anything like that? We're working on that. Right yeah, now. we're working on it. We just had a recent performance. I think like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it. But nothing, as of now, everything is in the books. Hopefully you guys can get on some back-to-school. If I was having one this year, this is my first year not doing a back-to-school event. But um, I definitely would have booked you. But I'm not doing anything for back-to-school. Maybe um, Halloween. So I'll circle back around to Dad about that. We did a haunted harvest last year, like at this farm, and just kind of dressed it up or whatever. So, um, yeah, I got to see if I'm going to 
Oh, actually, I do have a space to do something. So, yeah, I may be doing something um, this year for Halloween. So I'll definitely let you know so you can come perform and, um, you know, rock out a little bit. Yeah. Have a good time. <laughs> I think I, the only thing they have now is like they're going to do a couple video shoots. Yeah. We have yeah. that lined up for a couple of songs, some new songs that they have coming okay. out. Okay. Definitely tag yeah. me when your stuff comes out so I can just repost it. Yeah. Um, and did I say your social media? Did you give them your social media? Uh, uh, yeah. So it's Live to Love Family. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Live to Love Family. Yeah. Hashtag. Remember the hashtag. Hashtag Live to Love Family. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram. YouTube, basically all of them. Um, we're going to be posting more on YouTube. We haven't been posting in a long time. So we need to get back at that. But, yeah, on on all streaming media platforms and on all streaming music platforms, too. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. And if I know of anybody looking for um, kids, I'll definitely hit you up to perform. Like I said, I'm going to hit Ellie up. Um, and then you're not far. So, you know, once yeah. you talk to her, if you want to come back. You can also visit us online. Like our, our website is to, is also live to love family okay. You can book on, on online as well on the, okay. off the site. Yep. So I'll definitely let you guys know. Thank you again for coming out. Um, so we're gonna be back next week. Um, I have a married couple, so I can't bash men next week either. So <laughs> God is just working on me. I just have to be good for a little while going into these shows. Um, <laughs> So make sure you guys tune in next week as usual and as always, okay? I'd rather be misunderstood than basic. I will see you guys on Sunday.